Hello, my friends. It has been a while. Lovely to talk to you again. I know it's been a long time, and I feel like I left you on a bit of a cliffhanger last time. A mindfuck. That was almost a whole year ago, in January 2020, before the rest of this other shit happened. <laughs> and I feel like it's due time to come back. I've been really busy. Um, while many of the world was quarantining, uh, I was on the front line. I work at Ambulance Dispatch, so I'm an essential worker. Going to work just like normal, but in addition to that, I was also starting a business. Probably pretty crazy during a global pandemic and economic crisis, uh, but my business is open now. It's a wellness center. It's yoga and uh, co-working space for holistic practitioners called City and Soul Wellness Collective here in Edmonton. Uh, so please come support us. Please check us out. These are some hard, tough times. We've been open for, this will be our fourth week open. So pretty crazy. Um, but it's it's been a really wild ride. I haven't had room to do any sort of other creative endeavors like this podcast or or writing even like I haven't been able to really have any sort of capacity to do anything creative other than birth this business which takes like so much energy so much time so much devotion and and hard work so uh, I apologize for for not being able to present more of these podcast episodes but I'm hoping that uh, now the business is actually open that the really long days are kind of in the past so it's still a lot of hard work but i think it's time i think it's time to to start talking about this stuff again talking about pick your poison and addiction and addiction recovery because holy hell we've been through a lot so far this year in 2020 hey i i feel so much collective grief and collective heaviness and all of us are just kind of surviving. And today I'm going to be talking about drinking again. That's the poem's name, drinking again. This is the poem that happens right after I get back from Mexico. You'll hope maybe you didn't listen to the last episode, but in the last episode, I talked about the poem Mindfuck, which was me kind of teetering on this this cliff's edge of, okay, I'm going to this all-inclusive resort in in Mexico. I'm three months sober. I planned this trip while I was still drinking and had every intention of just getting kind of shit-faced the whole time. Like, that's the entire purpose of an all-inclusive, right? Like, who would go to an all-inclusive and not drink alcohol? I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I did end up drinking. And so I'll, I'll walk us through that a little bit. I as uh, once we get into this and then what leads into this poem essentially uh, but I I know that this has been a really tough time so there's probably some of you out there who have started drinking again or have started um, going back to those those old coping mechanisms or those like seemingly old behavior patterns but these are the things that kept us alive right for so long so yeah, let's get into it. So this poem is called Drinking Again. It 
It's a lot like dropping a vase of flowers, wholly obliterating. A once well-functioning mechanism disintegrates to uncontained fluid that spreads without abandon across the kitchen floor into the forgotten bills on the unswept tile and under the fridge to hide. I instantly mourn my clarity. All of my beauty previously neatly arranged is now a mess of disconnected stems, torn petals, and tattered leaves. I'm everywhere. My murky water soul, muddled with dust and grime, spreads so thin that it dries in some places, leaving nothing but bits of dirty glass. I wonder, after I collect myself, will I ever see these parts again? Will I ever truly be me? And I honestly think that this is probably one of the worst feelings in the world, is the moment that you start to feel like you've lost yourself once you've gone back to addiction and addiction behaviors. I couldn't have predicted just how awful I would feel. And so what happened was I went to Mexico and I honestly like didn't even make the decision to drink again until I was on the plane when people were talking about tequila tastings and going for tequila tastings. And it was like a switch went off. And it was like, how the hell could I miss out on that? So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna drink and I'm not gonna put too much pressure on it. I'm just gonna drink. And I honestly say that I can't regret this experience because it taught me a lot. And in retrospect, like it felt like it felt like a decision. I felt like I was in control of that decision, but really, I don't know. I don't really think that I was. I was only three months sober after my career of heavily drinking for years. I don't know how three months sober would allow someone to have perfect un like uninfluenced decisions by addiction still at least personally for me in the time i felt like i was in control but i don't think i really was <clears throat> and so this feeling this feeling once i got home it was awful it was crushing it was wholly obliterating. I knew, I knew that I wanted to be sober when I got back because I had put these parameters around it. Like, okay, once I go on vacation, if I'm not, you know, in my hometown, if I'm on vacation, it's okay to drink. It's like a a freebie, you know, and that's how I rationalized it. And I, I had these drinks and at first I was chasing sobriety instead of chasing that like perfect level of of drunk that doesn't exist, right? Like it's that um, one drink is too many, a thousand is never enough kind of thing. Uh, But in this case, I had been so in my sobriety and so um, my conviction for my sobriety was so strong that when I started drinking in Mexico, I 
I was like, okay, now I've got this buzz and I got to get back to baseline. I got to get back to sober before I can have another drink, which was at first I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Like maybe this won't be so bad, you know? And then I noticed these, these tendencies, these, these things, these, these ugly behaviors, essentially that when I used to drink all the time, were starting to come out like, we were playing cards in one of our uh, friend's rooms and I was having my last drink of the night and my partner took it away from me. And instantly I snapped and started to like get that fight or flight response. And I was aggressive. I was like, why are you taking this away from me? And he was like, oh, you don't need to finish this. And my entire brain was like, what the fuck? Of course I need to finish it. Oh my God. And then I went into kind of this like survival mode of like, okay, well, if I can't have this drink and now like the satisfaction of finishing this drink is over and ruined. Now I have to satiate myself. So I took my other friend and we went down to the lounge and like continued to drink. And I could, I started bitching like, oh, I hate when he tries to cut me off and he he tries to control my drinking and for him in that moment it was completely harmless to be like hey we're going to bed like it would be the same same thing as taking away a glass of water in his mind probably but for me it was like you were taking away the thing that i needed to survive with this nonchalance is that a word? Nonchalance? Nonchalant attitude. And and I went into this, this fight or flight. And that's what it is. It's, it's, it's survival. And I started to recognize that I was doing this. And I was like, whoa, this is not how I want to be. I don't want to be controlled by this. This was the whole point of this was to get out from under the grip of this. And there were many nights when I was in Mexico where I actually went to bed sober, which was really incredible. I thought for me where I would drink during the day, <laughs> ridiculous, uh, but then at nighttime I would I would be sober when I went to sleep. And that was really important for me. Um, and then on the very last day we were there, I didn't drink either as a way to be like, okay, I'm in control alcohol. I'm in control. I will not drink on the last day just to have some sort of last hurrah because I knew at that time that that would instill my my previous uh, thought patterns and behavior patterns of like reward patterns of, okay, it's the very last day. It's time to celebrate. It's time to reward yourself. And, and those are really tricky patterns to break. And I had been working so hard to break them. And I was really proud of myself for not, you know, giving in in those moments and kind of choosing myself and choosing what for me was like the educated choice. And so I, I didn't drink and I went home and holy hell, when I got home, it was this feeling. It was this feeling of complete 
full-blown craving again it was like i was starting from scratch i couldn't have predicted how hard it was going to be i thought it would be kind of just like oh i dipped my toes in the water and now i'm just gonna you know dry my feet off and i'm back to being dry but no it was it was like being back at square one essentially it was it was awful and i i my brain was back to that way that it doesn't work you know you can't like you can't think properly you feel like you're you're searching for yourself inside your mind and it's just gone and the, you you just had it you just had yourself fully and because of my actions i had lost myself and I had been spending the last three months picking up all these pieces, trying to reclaim my past self in such depth and trying to love myself again and and trying to just find her and, and reclaim her. That person I used to be before alcohol turned me into something that I wasn't. And before alcohol destroyed my dreams and destroyed my ambition and, and destroyed my connection to source and just was killing me. And I started to feel that again. I started to feel so lost. I I thought I had it all together and then and then I was everywhere. And I felt dirty and wrong. And like there's shards of like I'd shattered and there's just shards of glass everywhere. It says here like I used to be this well-functioning mechanism, but I've disintegrated and my uncontainedness, instead of being all together, my uncontained fluid spreading without abandon across the kitchen floor into the forgotten bills on the unswept tile. These forgotten bills, like how often an addiction did so much go undone and so much anxiety about just functioning on some basic level of paying your bills on time or just doing little kind of societal things that just keep everything in order. Just the anxiety would build so much and the hangover would be so intense that never would get anything done. My house was a mess. I, I, I always had these things that I was putting off so much procrastination and it just built and built and built. And, and that's how I started to feel again. Like, how could I ever get back to that? It says here, I wonder after I collect myself, will I ever see these parts again? Will I ever truly be me? And right now it's like, of course, I'm me right now. Three, like three plus years later after this poem, I'm, I'm fully myself. And, and so I want to tell you that if you're in this place, if you're in this place where you have started drinking again or started going back to any sort of negative behavior pattern that you've deemed negative and unhelpful for yourself and you're saying, how the fuck did I do this? How the fuck did I get here again? Well, it's okay. It's okay. 
This is a very normal thing that happens to almost every single one of us in addiction. And I've learned that in the moment it feels absolutely crippling. It feels like the greatest mistake. How the fuck did I let this happen? Well, you didn't really let it happen. It's addiction. It's, it's designed. It's like having a map in your mind and trying to forge a new map. Like your map is the, it's already plowed out there. It's like these new, it's like in the winter time when you have deep snow and someone before you has ridden tracks in the snow. And so you follow the tracks. You follow the footsteps and then the more times you go down this path, the neater and nicer and the easier it is to walk through this deep snow in this nice little carved out path. And trying to break that pattern, that road that's already there is just, you have to go into the snow and forge yourself a new path. It's not the path of least resistance which is what we're designed to do. So if you're drinking again, it's not your fault. It's absolutely not your fault, especially now. We are all being collectively chronically traumatized right now. And I'm not saying this is a get out of jail free card, like some sort of free for all, or this is not permission for you to drink again or to continue drinking. This is just permission for you to jump into radical self-love right now. And this is the thing that is the most important for you to do right now. If you have entered into old patterns, If you have started drinking again or started using whatever drug you were using before or still using, maybe you never stopped. Maybe you haven't stopped yet. Self-love is so vitally important. And perhaps in this moment, you've forgotten all of the tools that you've had that helped you the first time. So when you stop drinking the first time, and now you've started again, it's important to start to try to remember what helped you that first time. It's time to kick it into high gear of all the tools you used the first time. And one of the most important things for me was to start really treating myself like I loved myself. Instead of like waking up every morning with that splitting headache and gut that felt like it was rotting from the inside out and that first thought that happens to pop into my head when I woke up in that state was, you are killing yourself. And that narrative I thought perhaps would be kind of helpful is if I was telling myself that I was killing myself then maybe I would wake up one day and be like, hey, maybe I should stop doing that. 
but I think it's, I think it's more important to try to use some language that starts treating yourself like as if you were a small child. Talking to yourself like it's okay. These actions do not mean that you are evil or bad or wrong. You are beautiful. You are a beautiful divine soul who is just doing the best that they can. These actions do not define you. You are human. You are so much more than this addiction. Start doing things that that can help soothe your nervous system. It is so raw. It is so raw from the constant poison that's in your system or the, the poison that you've just now reintroduced into your system. That's harsh. What a harsh new reality for your poor body. It's going to feel very jarring. It's going to feel very confusing. So much anxiety, so much overwhelm. I know we're all pretty tired of, of these like 10 things you can do to up your self love or all these lists of things that you need to do, you know, like I was just thinking about this the other day when we, we jump into this, you know, when someone comes to you with a problem and a lot of the time our immediate response is to try to give them a solution, like I feel, <laughs> I just realized how, how kind of ironic it is that I'm, I'm kind of doing a self-help podcast and, and talking about not giving advice <laughs> but in those moments where someone comes to you with a problem and they're like oh i just can't stop drinking perhaps that's it and the the person responds with like well have you tried this maybe you should do this or maybe you should go talk to this person or have you tried yoga or have you gone to a therapist or have you done hip sobriety school now tempest <laughs> and it's and it's so Think, you think that you're being helpful, right? You're trying to give people solutions so that they can feel better. The whole point is to help them feel better, help them gain back some control. But really what happens is the message that I often hear when someone gives me unsolicited advice is what you're doing right now is wrong and what I am doing is right. And if only you did the thing that I suggested that you do, you would somehow be able to help yourself because right now what you're doing, it's not working and perhaps it's not working. And that's why you are asking for some support or just venting or just, you know, finally speaking your truth on what is happening in your, in your life and your psyche and inside your body and inside your personal life. But I'm not telling, I'm, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to tell you 
that whatever is going on in your mind right now, you are loved. Even if it doesn't feel that way, even if you feel like you've made so many mistakes that are so irreversible and no one will ever forgive you, it's okay to feel like that. I'm not here to try to emotionally bypass your feelings of guilt or shame or grief or anger. It's okay to feel those things. But please don't beat yourself up about it. Allow yourself to feel these things they're real, they're true. These emotions are true. But they do not mean that you are unforgivable. And they do not mean that you are a destroyer of things. And they do not mean that you are destined for a life of hardship and, and sadness. If you're feeling like you will never find yourself again, you will. I found myself again. It was just a lot of grace for myself. A lot of self-love. But if you're in that place, I hear you. I hear you. hard. It's really hard. And these were the patterns, these were the things that kept us alive for so long. That's why we're, we were doing them. They worked until they didn't. It worked until they didn't. I hope wherever you are that this brought a little bit of solidarity to whatever you might be going through. I know it's been hard for me to even Think about my emotional state over the past however months. I've been so busy, which has been kind of a saving grace, honestly, in a lot of ways, because I haven't had to do that thing where I sit in my emotions. <laughs> but there is something really, really valuable in being able to have the time to sit in your emotions because then you get to process them instead of running in survival mode and just kind of shoving all of those things to the back of your mind under the rug of the psyche to be dealt with later.
So I guess here's my unsolicited advice for you. And perhaps it is solicited if you're listening to this. Perhaps that was your permission for me to tell you things, but my unsolicited, I'm going to go with that. Unsolicited advice for you is just do one little thing to shift your self-talk from I'm so stupid or how could I have let this happen again? Why did I drink again? I knew this would happen. Why did I do this? I'm the worst. What the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is wrong with me? Just try to catch yourself in just one of those and shift it to there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. I feel really guilty about this. And I acknowledge that I feel guilty about this. But it does not mean that I am a bad person. Even just saying I love you to yourself. Getting to that mirror in the morning and just looking at yourself and saying, I love you. It can be so hard, but even if you don't believe it, even if it feels like a lie, if you start to say it, the more you say it, it's like putting those snow prints in the snow. At first, it's really hard to forge a new path, a new pathway. But the more you do it, it becomes the path of least resistance. Before you know it, your go-to is no longer what the fuck is wrong with me. Your go-to is, huh, that was an interesting choice. I love you. (laughs) I don't know. It just, you just start seeing yourself in a different light. It makes everything a little less heavy to give yourself grace. Grace is so important right now. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Listening to my little story about drinking again. Just flipping through the pages here to get back to the poem. Drinking again. It's a lot like dropping a vase of flowers, wholly obliterating. A once well-functioning mechanism disintegrates to uncontained fluid that spreads without abandon across the kitchen floor into the forgotten bills on the unswept tile and under the fridge to hide. I instantly mourn my clarity All of my beauty, previously neatly arranged, is now a mess of disconnected stems, torn petals, and tattered leaves. I'm everywhere. My murky water soul, muddled with dust and grime, spreads so thin that it dries in some places, leaving nothing but bits of dirty glass. I wonder, after I collect myself, will I ever see these parts again? Will I ever truly be me? Again, thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure talking to you today.
I hope wherever you are, you can give yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of self-love. You're doing so great. All of us just doing the best we can right now. And whatever your reality looks like right now, it's not going to be this way forever. Much love. See you next week.